0: Plus, this April, annual sign-ups receive a free powder detox edition beauty box worth £55. For more information, visit sheerlucksvip.com. A quick announcement about The Brief podcast. If you're enjoying being kept in the know about the latest current affairs news, then you'll want to subscribe to The Brief podcast as well as The Sherlocks podcast, as we'll be moving The Brief over to its own designated podcast channel in the next few weeks. Simply search The Brief podcast in your podcast app, And hit subscribe to stay informed. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, The Brief Daily from Shearlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So, subscribe, keep listening, and stay informed.
1: Today is the 19th of April, and these are the main stories this week. Parliament has been embroiled in a row after Prime Minister Theresa May joined US led strikes, which targeted three Syrian chemical weapons sites on Saturday. It came almost two weeks after Syrian President Bashar al Assad allegedly carried out a chemical attack in the town of Douma, killing dozens of rebel fighters and civilians. During two debates held in the Commons, angry MPs confronted Theresa May for authorising the strikes without parliamentary approval. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn has questioned the legality of the strikes and called for a War Powers Act to force future UK governments to seek approval from Parliament before taking military action. Legal advice published by the government on Saturday argued that states can intervene in order to alleviate overwhelming humanitarian suffering. Independent investigators are due to analyse the site of the alleged chemical weapons attack in Douma. Despite arriving in Syria on Saturday, the experts were repeatedly blocked from entering the site by Russia and Syria, prompting concerns crucial evidence could be tampered with. On Tuesday, Russia said the investigators would be allowed into Douma. The government has faced anger after it emerged members of the Windrush generation, who arrived from the Commonwealth as children in the wake of World War II, are now being told they are in the UK legally. Many have been denied healthcare and faced deportation. Earlier this week, 140 MPs from across the parties signed a letter to Theresa May asking for action. The Windrush generation is named after a ship, the Empire Windrush, which brought the first workers from the West Indies to Britain 70 years ago. Under a 1971 Immigration Act, Commonwealth citizens already in the UK were granted indefinite leave to remain. Some landing cards with the arrival dates of immigrants were even destroyed by the Home Office in 2010, although the Prime Minister has claimed this decision was taken under a Labour government. Home Secretary Amber Rudd, who is facing calls to resign, has apologised for their treatment and said it is appalling that some face deportation. The Prime Minister has agreed to meet with Caribbean leaders to reassure them over the mix-up. The UK and US have accused Russia of launching a campaign to gain cyber access to government IT systems and routers in tens of thousands of British homes. The joint technical alert came as security officials claimed Russian hackers are residing invisibly in networks and routers to prepare for future cyber attacks. The hacking offensive has been used to spy on government computers, steal intellectual property from businesses and scan Wi-Fi boxes in British homes. Russia has said it is not planning any cyber attacks against the United Kingdom. British citizens have been warned to ensure they have safe Wi-Fi passwords. In UK news... Lawyers for Sir Cliff Richard said the BBC's coverage of a police raid on the singer's home in August 2014 was a very serious invasion of his privacy. Following a claim of historical sexual assault, a helicopter was used to show officers searching the 77-year-old Star's Berkshire apartment. The BBC argues its coverage was in the public interest. Sir Cliff denied the allegation and he was questioned, but never arrested or charged. The Labour Party has referred Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt to the Parliamentary Standards watchdog over a delay in declaring his property interests. Hunt has apologised after he failed to declare his 50% stake in a luxury property firm until six months after the company was set up. A spokesperson for the Health Secretary has said it was the result of an honest administrative mistake by Hunt's accountant. The BBC has been criticised for broadcasting Enoch Powell's 1968 Rivers of Blood speech in full for the first time. Saturday's 50th anniversary broadcast featured the actor Ian McDermott reading the full text of the former minister's incendiary speech interspersed with analysis and criticism. Powell's 45-minute speech was delivered to local Conservative Party members in Birmingham ahead of a parliamentary reading of the 1968 Race Relations Act. The bill made it illegal to refuse housing, employment and public services on the grounds of race. In the speech, Powell compared the policy to throwing a match on gunpowder and called for immigrants to return to their country of origin. On Thursday, the UK saw the hottest day of the year so far. Temperatures peaked at 27 degrees Celsius in the southeast, but are expected to cool over the weekend. Runners in Sunday's London Marathon should expect pleasant, warm conditions with highs of 21 degrees. The parents of a seriously ill child have lost their legal challenge to move their son abroad for treatment. A judge at the Court of Appeal refused to consider the case because doctors agree that 23-month-old Alfie Evans cannot be saved. At the hearing, Lord Justice Davis told lawyers we cannot have a kind of legal Groundhog Day where you come back again and again and again on the same point. Tom Evans, age 21, and Kate James, aged 20, from Liverpool, have already lost cases in the High Court, Court of Appeal, Supreme Court and European Court of Human Rights. On Wednesday, Alfie's father travelled to the Vatican to ask Pope Francis for support in their fight. The father of murdered teenager Stephen Lawrence has said he forgives his son's killers As the 25th anniversary of Lawrence's death approaches, his father, Neville Lawrence, said the decision to forgive was the hardest he will ever make in his lifetime. Stephen was murdered by a racist gang in Eltham, South East London in 1993, but only two of the six strong group have been convicted of his murder. The initial investigation into Lawrence's death was mired in accusations of alleged corruption, racism and incompetence. His father, who is drawing strength from his Christian faith, plans to spend the anniversary of his son's death in church. Up to a third of young people face living in private rented accommodation for the rest of their lives. A think tank has found 40% of those born between 1980 and 1996 were living in rented housing at the age of 30. This figure is twice as many as Generation X, who were born between 1965 and 1980. The government said it is putting policies in place to improve the housing market. The owner of British Airways is reportedly considering a bid for the rapidly expanding budget airline Norwegian Air Shuttle. Buying the airline would allow IAG to increase its market share amid rising competition from low-cost carriers. Shares in Norwegian surged 38% after news of the potential bid emerged, while IAG fell 0.5%. Norwegian said it hasn't held talks with IAG, but that their interest confirms the sustainability and potential of their business model. The low-cost airline recently started flying to South America. The Advertising Standards Agency has reprimanded pret manger for claiming its sandwiches use natural ingredients – The watchdog says the ads on Pret's Facebook page and website, which talked about good natural food, were misleading because the chain uses chemicals and e-numbers in some of its products. The decision followed a complaint by the Real Bread campaign, which is calling for sandwich manufacturers to list all the ingredients in their food. Currently, some ingredients are left out because they are part of bread processing practices. Pret has said it endeavours to present its products honestly. The Queen's last remaining corgi, Willow, has died of cancer age 15, marking the first time the monarch has not owned a corgi since the end of World War II. She was the 14th generation descended from Susan, a corgi gifted to Princess Elizabeth on her 18th birthday in 1944. The Queen has since owned more than 30 dogs of the breed, but stopped breeding them in 2015 because she doesn't want to leave any behind when she dies. She does, however, still own two Corgi-Dachshund crossbreeds. Finance news. Banker David Schwimmer has been appointed new CEO of the London Stock Exchange. The 49-year-old, who's worked for Goldman Sachs for 20 years, will begin his new role in August following the resignation of his predecessor, Xavier Rollet, last year. Donald Bryden, chairman of the London Stock Exchange Group, said the appointment had been made after a comprehensive global search and described Schwimmer as a leader with great experience. Rollet held the job for more than eight years. During his tenure, the London Stock Exchange saw its stock market value go from £800 million to nearly £14 billion. The pound hit its highest level since the Brexit vote this week. The currency was boosted by predictions that the Bank of England is set to raise interest rates again in May. In June 2016, the pound sank to $1.20 after the UK voted to leave the EU, but has been cautiously recovering since the beginning of 2017. Economists say increasing optimism over the Brexit process is a contributory factor in sterling getting stronger against the dollar. Inflation fell to 2.5% in March, its lowest rate since this time last year. The fall has been attributed to women's clothes prices rising at a slower pace than last year. The data suggests a squeeze on UK household spending may be coming to an end as wages have risen by 2.8%. Tech news. The price of Bitcoin rose by more than $1,000 on Friday. The volatile cryptocurrency rocketed from below $7,000 to briefly reach above $8,000 in an unprecedented surge that follows several months of steady decline. It is not yet clear what has caused the value to increase by such a large amount. Bitcoin fell back to a three-day low on Tuesday at $7,600. Facebook has started rolling out its facial recognition technology to European and Canadian users. The social media giant originally began face-matching users outside Canada in 2011 but stopped the practice in Europe after protests from regulators and privacy campaigners. The feature allows Facebook to identify users in photos and videos and suggest they tag themselves. Privacy experts say the technology poses serious privacy risks to users. In health news... A new study has found individuals who stay up late and struggle to get out of bed in the morning are likely to die earlier than morning larks. The research found people who naturally stay up late were 10% more likely to die within the six and a half year study period. Scientists involved in the research have said it is a public health issue that can no longer be ignored. As many as 350,000 people with mental health problems, dementia and physical learning difficulties will receive NHS money to organise the care they want. Some of the personal health budgets could be in the tens of thousands of pounds as long as they get their doctor's approval. Many of the recipients will be military veterans. There are already 23,000 people with personal budgets through NHS Continuing Healthcare, but ministers now want to expand the plan to put power back into the hands of patients. A new migraine medication appears to be effective even when other treatments have failed. Arenumab, which is administered through a monthly injection, has been shown to reduce migraine attacks by half. Researchers say the drug could help around a third of people with difficult-to-treat migraines, but longer trials are still needed. There are nearly 8 million migraine sufferers in the UK, the majority of whom are women. About half a million of them suffer attacks at least every other day. Consuming even one glass of wine or a pint of beer a day could shorten your life. A study found those who drink more than 12.5 units of alcohol every week, around five glasses of wine or pints of beer, were at an increased risk of early death. The scientists believe drinking 5-10 to 10 alcoholic drinks a week can take 6 months off your life and increases your chance of a stroke, heart failure or a fatal aneurysm. Recently lowered UK guidelines recommend that both men and women should not drink more than 14 units of alcohol in a week. In science news, a baby has been born to a surrogate mother in China four years after his parents died in a car crash. The couple, who died in 2013, were undergoing IVF treatment at the time of their deaths. After the accident, the couple's parents fought a long-running legal battle to be allowed to use the embryos. The story broke last week, four months after the boy was born to a surrogate in Laos. Surrogacy is illegal in China, so the grandparents were forced to look overseas for a surrogate. All four grandparents had to give blood to prove their relation to the child and confirm his right to Chinese citizenship. The baby's called Tian Tian, which means sweet in Mandarin. UK scientists have accidentally engineered a plastic eating enzyme with the ability to eat plastic bottles in a breakthrough that could herald a solution to the plastic pollution crisis. The enzyme could potentially allow the full recycling of bottles made from PET, which is commonly used in single-use plastic bottles that take hundreds of years to degrade. Around 1 million plastic bottles are sold globally every minute. Only 14% are recycled and many more pollute the oceans. In entertainment news, Channel 4 has launched a search for a location for its new national headquarters. The broadcaster outlined its plans to more than 100 representatives of UK cities and regions on Monday. The initiative, which is called For All in the UK, will be the biggest structural change in the channel's 35-year history and could see 300 of its 800 staff moving out of the capital. Channel 4 says it will open three new creative hubs, including a new headquarters with a TV studio. Spend on shows made by TV production companies based outside London will almost double under the plan. TV presenter Ant McPartlin was fined £86,000 and given a 20-month driving ban on Tuesday after pleading guilty to drink driving. The 42-year-old appeared at Wimbledon Magistrates Court, charged after his involvement in a three-car collision in Richmond, London on the 18th of March. Speaking outside the court, he said, I let myself down, I let a lot of people down. For that, I'm truly sorry. But Partley's lawyer said that he is currently seeking treatment for alcohol and emotional issues. Beyoncé became the first black woman to headline Coachella. The Californian Music Festival attracts audiences of 250,000 fans. It was Beyoncé's first major performance since giving birth to twins last year. Highlights during the set included a three-song reunion from Destiny's Child and guest appearances by Beyoncé's husband Jay-Z and her younger sister Solange. On Monday, Kendrick Lamar won the Pulitzer Prize for Music for his fourth album, Damn. The accolade makes him the first winner who isn't a classical or jazz musician. Dana Kennedy, administrator of the prizes, said this is a big moment for hip-hop music and a big moment for the Pulitzers. (laughs) TV and radio presenter Dale Winton has died at the age of 62. Winton, who died at his home on Wednesday, was best known for hosting ITV's hit daytime show, Supermarket Sweep. Comedian David Walliams said he's heartbroken over the death of his friend, while presenter Davina McCall held him as a kind, sensitive, generous soul. Winton's agent didn't give details on the cause of his death, but asked for the family's privacy to be respected. (music) Elsewhere in the world A woman died on Tuesday after being partially sucked out of the window of a US passenger plane when an engine exploded in mid-air. The Southwest Airlines flight made an emergency landing in Philadelphia after a window, wings and fuselage were damaged. Seven passengers were injured. The victim who died has been identified as Jennifer Reardon, a mother of two and vice president at Wells Fargo Bank in New Mexico. She's the first person to die on a US passenger flight since 2009. The National Transportation Safety Board has said it is taking the investigation extremely seriously. Former FBI director James Comey said Donald Trump is morally unfit to be president in a TV interview on Sunday night. It marked the first time Comey has spoken publicly about President Trump since being fired by him last year. Comey told ABC that Trump is a stain on everyone around him, treats women like pieces of meat and lies constantly. He also caused some surprise by saying the president is of above average intelligence. CIA Director Mike Pompeo reportedly travelled to Pyongyang two weeks ago for a secret meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The talks were intended to prepare for an upcoming direct meeting between US President Donald Trump and Kim, which is expected to happen in May. Pompeo's visit to North Korea marks the highest level direct talks between the nations since the year 2000. The President has also said he gives his blessing for upcoming talks between South Korea and the North to formally end the 1950-53 Korean War. The two nations are still technically at war because fighting ended with a truce rather than a peace treaty. Former US First Lady Barbara Bush has died age 92, sparking an outpouring of praise for the matriarch of the Republican family, which included two American presidents. The Bush family has said she died in the early hours of Wednesday morning after a long illness. Her death came days after the family announced she would seek no further medical treatment for congestive heart failure. Donald Trump has hailed her as an advocate of the American family, Bush was the second ever woman to see both her husband and son sworn in as president. The first father and son pair to assume office was the second president, John Adams, and his son, John Quincy Adams. A police force in New South Wales, Australia, are investigating whether the bushfire that threatened lives and destroyed homes was an act of arson. The bushfire started on Saturday afternoon in Sydney's southern suburbs and, aided by hot weather and strong winds, became severe enough to force some residents to evacuate. Officials have now contained the fire. Local commissioner Shane Fitzsimmons said it would be sickening and reprehensible if the fire was started deliberately. (laughs) Myanmar claims to have repatriated a family of five Rohingya Muslims, the first to be accepted back into the country. 700,000 Rohingya refugees have fled to neighbouring Bangladesh over the past eight months to escape military-led violence against their community. The stateless Muslim minority have been gathered into refugee camps on a strip of land between the two countries, which are struggling to agree a repatriation plan. The UN says the army operations, which started last August in the majority Buddhist Myanmar, amount to ethnic cleansing and it isn't yet safe for the refugees to return. However, Myanmar denies this, saying its troops only targeted Rohingya militants. Rights groups say the announcement of the family's repatriation is a publicity stunt. Our facts of the week are... Historians believe Queen Elizabeth II is a descendant of the Prophet Muhammad. The findings were published in 1986, but they resurfaced last week in a Moroccan newspaper. Sainsbury's has recalled a sliced beetroot product over fears it could contain small shards of glass. The move was described as a precautionary measure after pieces of glass were identified in one batch. People with serious mental illnesses could soon be offered ketamine after scientists discovered it has a truly remarkable effect on severe depression and suicidal thoughts. The Royal College of Psychiatrists called the study significant and said ketamine treatment could become available on the NHS in the future. The British public will get the chance to choose the name of the first polar bear to be born in the UK for 25 years. The male cub was born in December at the Highland Wildlife Park in Scotland. Keepers will compile a long list of potential names for the cub and the public can vote for their favourites on social media. The cub's mother is called Victoria.
0: That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.